but I'm, I'm just kind of a bit overwhelmed by it all to be honest because like I said we started it just to, to have a laugh with our mates and I think that's if it starts off being quite sincere like that I don't think you can go wrong Ever wondered what the creative process is behind the films, TV shows and theatre productions you watch? Well, Crew Chats is a new podcast going behind the scenes and chatting to the crew that help make these productions. I'm Poonam and I usually work in the costume department. Whenever I tell people what I do, they're always fascinated. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool to hear more from the wonderful people who work behind the scenes to make the films and shows we all love? Hello and welcome to this bonus episode where I'll be speaking to the amazing art department hun, creator of the infamous art department hun, Instapage, which if you haven't checked out, you definitely should. I'll be speaking to her about what made her want to create the page, the reception that it's had, the podcast that she's released and more. Hi, art department hun. Hello, Poonam. Hi. Um, so I'm going to start by asking of what and who are you? I am a member of the art department. I'm not going to say which member I am, <laughs> um, what position I hold. Yeah, I started um, Art Department Hun, the page, just before kind of Corona started kicking off. And yeah, I, I just run it. I design all the, well, don't design the merch. I make the merch. My good friend designs all the logos, which are beautiful. And yeah, I'm just starting a, to record a podcast about it. So yeah, I am Art Department Hun. Right. And what inspired you to start it? Do you know what? I can't actually take credit for this because one of my really, really good friends who, again, will remain nameless, um, we were on a job together and we were basically designing this character's life. So everything in her house, the way that her desk at work looked, everything like that. And the way that my friend was describing her style was hun. And I'm like, hun, <laughs> what, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, like, like, hun, like hun, honey. And I was like, I'd, what? And then like we walked into, I think we went to like home bargains or something, went down the stationery aisle. And there's like one of those pink metallic pens with like a big fake diamond on top of it. And she was like, hun. And then held up a biro and she was like, not hun. I was like, ah, I get it. <laughs> okay, I understand. And so we were, we were kind of going around all the different shops we were buying and charity shops and things. And we were like, should we get this? Mm, it's not hun enough. Mm, it's Yeah, that, that's pretty honey. Let's get that. And then we, we were dressing her room and we were having like such a laugh. And it was one of those times, you know, when you're on set and it's kind of late. You've, you've been on like on the shoot for like 15 hours and we were actually striking and we had to be quiet because they were shooting downstairs and like hysterical giggles just like came over <laughs> us. And we saw a Gemma Collins meme. I, do you know what? I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the first ones that I made on the page. I was scrolling through Insta and I saw this Gemma Collins meme. And I just said basically like a, a, an art department situation on top of it. And I went, oh, God, look, that's us. And like she started like pissing herself laughing. We were like laughing. And then we all started like this little group that we were in. We started making memes to send to each other on a private WhatsApp group. And we were basically just trying to kind of like outdo each other and make each other laugh. And then typical me, like I took it to the nth degree and I was like, fine, I beat you all. I'm going to make an Instagram page. I'll put it on. And it was meant to be just for us lot. And we were kind of sending each other the memes and and just laughing at ourselves basically because we were so weird and lame. And then I was hashtagging the pictures with art department and art department at Hun. And then loads more art department people started seeing them and, and liking them. And then loads of my friends who didn't know it was me started liking it. So we had like this little secret club and we all knew it was me running it. But then all these people started joining and we thought max it'd be like 100 people would see it. Yeah. But yeah, as I was, I was saying to you earlier, you've got like four and a half thousand followers. Oh, now, it's amazing. Mental. And from like so many countries as well. I know it sounds silly, but it's so nice because everyone has got 
similar experiences we've got all these amazing art department huns um who are in like the bollywood scene and they're just like oh my god things are exactly the same here in india i had a girl from sweden message me yesterday and she was like mate you've got no idea what it's like filming stuff in sweden it's a nightmare we've got loads of australian huns loads of american huns and it's it's just it's just really really nice i think we're all kind of having a chat and and bonding over the good stuff and the bad stuff so yeah it's just kind of grown from there really so especially during corona i think i started sharing loads of resources about what was going on and people as in like productions are they still up and running and anyway it just kind of grew from there like it it stopped being just about joking and it became a bit more of like a little community feel which was really nice so yeah like you say it's an art the pages art department honey or the art department hun but i have to say as a costume department person it appeared like you're a costume hun you're a costume hun (laughs) (laughs) it appeals to me as well I have to say like some of it is relatable I mean most of it's relatable actually I have to say and I reckon loads of departments across the you know the filming production would probably say that it appeals to them and I think that's why it's blown up in the way it has I think it what I what I do really love about it they are funny memes um but what you do do it really well is that you highlight the kind of sometimes the downsides of aspects of your job or our job or in filming generally and you sort of take the mickey out of them and kind of say the things that a lot of us are thinking but wouldn't say which I think is great (laughs) I think that's the thing do you know what it is I think it's because we're all freelance everyone has worked so hard to get where they are everyone has had such a a varied story of how they all managed to get into the industry. No one's story is exactly the same as, as the other one. It's not a straightforward progression like it is if you worked in an office or a, or a whatever. And it's kind of like a, a product of that. You have to take yourself really, really seriously. You have to take the industry really, really seriously. You have to work really hard, and, and you know, which everybody does. But it also can be a bit a bit dry, you know? And that's why we were all just, like, killing ourselves at the beginning, laughing, because it's stuff that no one even wants to admit like no one wants to admit that like sometimes they absolutely sodding hate the industry and they'd be happier working in Lidl do you know what I mean (laughs) nobody wants to admit that because you've worked so hard to get there so yeah it's um it, it, it definitely points out the the flaws but then also it it's warm it's 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 not completely destroying the industry it's 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 warm hearted because I, I do I love my job I just I don't I don't like certain elements of it but when you can laugh at it and especially when you see other people laughing at it I think um it makes it easier for you to address it yourself or go hmm actually I don't find that acceptable I'm not going to stand for that anymore or I actually want to talk to my boss about this or I'm going to talk to my mate about this I don't I don't like it do you know what I mean so I know that sounds a bit serious but just by making it a bit funny yeah it's more accessible so yeah no I I completely agree with you and I think I think the overarching theme from these like this podcast has been that um, people do love what they do and there is a there's a like you said there's a lot of hard work and passion that goes into producing what we produce mm-hmm. but there are like you say there are some elements of our jobs that aren't great and it has to you have to laugh at do there has to be an element of being able to laugh at ourselves and laugh at the industry because otherwise you take if you take yourself too too seriously I think you'd lose something about yeah definitely and like I I think it's definitely changing now and you know what I think since since corona even people who aren't in the industry have have kind of woken up to this it doesn't have to be your entire life like you can be passionate about your job and you can love your job and you can be incredibly talented at what you do but you don't have to make it your entire life which I think in the film industry especially sometimes in my experience anyway you sometimes get penalized for that and if you're not 
prepared to play the martyr and come in three hours before everybody else and leave three hours after everyone else has left and give up weekends and do this and work for no money and all that it's kind of like oh well you're not dedicated and it's it's kind of poking fun at that kind of attitude as well it's like no actually you need free time and fun time especially in in kind of a department like yours or mine to be creative and come up with those unbelievable ideas on the spot that can save a shoot just flat out save it because you've got that space in your brain you know to to come up with all those amazing ingenious kind of solutions and if you're just nose to the grindstone constantly and taking everything so seriously and you're so stern about everything then there's there's no room in my opinion for creativity so um no, that's, I, that's my excuse anyway <laughs> <laughs> no I agree we have to have I think like like anything in life there has to be a degree of balance right yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah I think as an industry we are I think generally people are getting better at that but um I think either way mm. there needs to be work hard but also have that downtime or play hard whichever yeah. the downtime or play hard Absolutely. whichever it is you want how do you create the content for the page? okay so everyone's gonna laugh at me because I am so I'm kind of like this weird um oxymoron like I'm obsessed with the internet I'm an internet junkie like I was one of those geeky girls who never went out on a weekend and just stayed in on MySpace all day so I'm I'm obsessed with the internet but then I'm so um luddite I I kind of I I go around the long way of like doing things so (laughs) trying to make these memes to send them to um my friends on this whatsapp group they were all downloading an app called Mimatic, and I downloaded it and I couldn't make it work and they they were they were making it and they were doing all these amazing and I was like I, I can't make that app work on my phone like my phone's too old so I have to go on the internet on my phone <laughs> go on a website called Capwing um they used to do this thing where you can just um copy and paste the link of a, a picture or a video that you like whether it be from YouTube or whatever and they just that content immediately appears on their website um and then crop it and trim it and then add the text in and everything and it looks so lo-fi i am i'm completely aware that some of my memes are spelt wrong um the the letters are kind of half hanging off the page but i just i just i enjoy it everything in art department has to be absolutely perfect and and look so great and this is just kind of like yeah it doesn't matter it's fine (laughs) the kind of viewer of the content you make I haven't noticed any of that I just enjoy uh, looking oh, and reading you. stuff that you've made to be fair, and it makes me laugh so <laughs> thank you but yeah I, I do I go around the houses I, I can guarantee people think I'm so ridiculous like a little old grandma um, trying to make a meme but it's I'm so quick at it now and, and that's the the method that I first started doing it so it's like people still using like garage band and stuff from when they they were at high school it's it's what they know so they just don't move don't on yeah, yeah to another thingy so yeah it's it's quite embarrassing but that's that's how I make the content <laughs> do you have any collaborators oh yeah for sure so um when we first started it it was joint between me and like a few friends like I say and they we used to call them like little flurries of, of memes and we'd we'd make like five in a row and then we just wouldn't send any more for like two weeks and then we'd send like loads more and and it started off like that but then of course like people get busy they go on their jobs and of course because I was the one who set up the Instagram page I had the login account and all that that so I just kind of carried it on and then when I saw it started getting popular and more people were coming on to it people started sending me in their memes that they'd made um so I I don't get many of them I'll get maybe like one or two a week and quite a lot of them want to stay anonymous as well they don't want credit for 
but yeah, I would say kind of like 97% of them are all me, but like 3% are sent in from other people or they're sent in from friends and stuff. So yeah. Wow. Um, you've got a good, I don't know what the word is for someone who's a good, like, a, is there a word for someone who's a good meme creator? You're a meme eater. I don't know if that's... Me- no i can't think of a word (laughs) Uh, i was just gonna say you're good at you're good at creating them there you go oh thank you (laughs) um and i think you did touch upon this already but what kind of reception has it had um i i I sound kind of silly saying it but i'm i'm just kind of a bit overwhelmed by it all to be honest because like i said we started it just to to have a laugh with our mates and i think that's if it starts off being quite sincere like that I don't think you can go wrong um and I think everyone else has kind of figured that out as well and I I see sometimes when you get like big brands and they make a meme and it just like it falls flat and it's like oh what are you doing that for yeah Yeah, you're just trying to sell something that's a bit weird like (laughs) what are you doing um but because these are all rooted in real experience literally real experiences and they're all I've got to say I love Gemma Collins I love trashy culture i love like lowbrow stuff that people would be like oh my god that's so embarrassing why would you watch that i i love it i have absolutely no guilty (laughs) pleasures no shame and i think also people appreciate that as well going back to that thing about the industry you've got to take yourself so seriously it's like oh how can you be a self-respecting member of the art department and watch TOWIE like all that kind of thing it's so I think by mixing those two things it's it's just made it really relatable to people so yeah people have been really really friendly and really helpful I've I've quite often asked for like help with things that I'm maybe struggling with either to do with art department hunt or even my real job you know if I need something I'll maybe put the question on art department hunt so I've got 4,000 like amazing people in the industry who are so super engaged in the page and everyone's willing to help. And it's it's just a really lovely, like friendly community, especially like I said earlier, during COVID, I started doing question and answers on the stories. I started asking questions like who's in work at the moment? Do you feel safe at work? This is before the lockdown. It seems strange to think about it now, but the there was just such fear and paranoia going on and yeah it it was incredible I was getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses every single day saying this is what my producers told me I'm frightened to be at work and I can't afford to give up work I'm a single mum and this and this and it's it was just nice because I'm sure you've done the same in costume you'll maybe look at a a HOD or someone who you really admire um, in costume or in whatever department and all you see is their Instagram or their website and they look so polished and amazing and they only ever put their best work up and you're like god they're so successful but I feel that with um, this page probably because I'm anonymous as well everyone's a little bit more honest so they were sending in really really honest and, and quite heartbreaking actually quite a lot of the bits that were sent in surrounding corona and losing jobs and having to sell cars and it, you know and I, I, th- I think yeah like I say probably the anon- anonymity I think it helps people feel a little bit more comfortable so yeah yeah definitely I think like you say the anon- anonymity of it does I hate that word <laughs> it allows people to sort of be honest like you say and kind of share their real life experiences without the sort of fear of being judged or you know people kind of yeah you shouldn't be sharing that or yeah no I I think it's great and I think it's nice to have that like you've said you've got the community that you can also sort of reach out to like you say there's a a problem in your in your working world as well that you can sort of reach out to for help so I think yeah for sure you've also extended and this is amazing extended the sort of page into got the merch as well yeah tell us a little bit more about that so do you know what again this went back to when we first started on the whatsapp group 
and we were finding the most god awful like bright pink for her at home DIY kits. I don't know if you remember them. B and Q and places like that kind of started pushing oh, them out yes. years ago. Yes. And they were pink and they were like, oh, the hammer's a perfect size for your wife. And we, we were kind of like sending them to each other again, just cracking each other up going, oh, my God, do you think we could use this? And <laughs> this is amazing. And just kind of taking the piss. And then I was like, actually, no, wouldn't it be cool if we flipped that on its head, made everything pink as a kind of a bit of a F you to everyone going, oh, God, you can't use a power tool unless it's pink kind of thing and yeah and we were kind of chatting about it but I never kind of really thought it was a possibility and then I did like a few months ago I did some like text posts where it was just basically phrases that I kind of say to myself in my head on set to kind of keep myself sane or things that people have said or whatever and one of them was no I don't have any light bulbs for your practicals which (laughs) sounds so bizarre to a costume hun but our department are so sick of sparks saying I will I need light bulbs because we're just like it's your job Anyway, I put that out and then about 10 people messaged me and said, I need this on a T-shirt. And I was like, are you being serious? And they said, yeah, we need it on a T-shirt. Yeah, so they said, we, we really, really want this on a T-shirt. And I kind of, I just kind of laughed and was like, oh yeah, like just thinking it was like a compliment. And then the one person messaged me again and she was like, seriously, are you going to put this on a T-shirt? I was like, mm, yeah, okay, I might do. And then one of my really, really good friends is this incredibly talented graphic designer. And I asked her to come up with a logo for us. And she did. And I loved it. And I fell in love with it. Put it out. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I thought, oh, do you know what? Sod it. Let's just make a few T-shirts. So I made them. And the response was just unreal. Like, again, like so supportive. They, they all just completely sold out, which was amazing and then this i've just started to do a second lot really really practical stuff you know kind of like coveralls big jumpers t-shirts aprons things like that and bags everyone everyone bloody loves the bags, which is yeah. really nice i was in super high the other week and there's like three girls walking past with art department humbags oh that must called... be a great feeling well I, I just started like going oh my god oh my god i like tried to hide <laughs> I'm gonna, they're gonna know it's me they're gonna know it's me <laughs> um but yeah, no, it, it was ju- it was just amazing. So everyone's been really, really supportive with the merch and the the zine as well that we've been making. I've, I'm just obsessed with zines. They, I don't think they ever really took off in this country, but um, the a big thing in America. And we had like a few of them in the town where I grew up when I was younger, and I just loved them. And I thought, oh, it's it's that kind of like DIY kind of mentality. Let's just do it. So I did a call out for some submissions, and again, completely overwhelmed. I had so many people sending in beautiful artwork. We've got this amazing food stylist who follows called Dominique and she made these art department hun biscuits and made like a recipe for them and sent them in that was that was amazing content that I would never even be able to pay for people were just giving for free which was oh wow so generous and, and lovely so yeah we're doing the autumn one at the moment and people are sending in some submissions for that kind of all Halloweeny based really so yeah it's, it's just been absolutely amazing really like I, I know I keep repeating myself but I'm just kind of overwhelmed with how well people have taken to it and how supportive they're willing to be so that's amazing and like you say it's come from such a, a I want to use the term pure place like you've not done it to sort of you know you're not like you said you've make not a done book it to make, but <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly you're not sitting there doing it to make money you've done it because it's something fun and you're kind of letting everyone exposing everyone to this kind of world which I think is um, really good and it's like I say it's a funny page everyone should go follow it <laughs> well I, I think as well have you ever seen um, oh what's that film Miracle on 34th Street yeah like an old Christmas film yeah Chris Kringle 
Do you remember oh, Chris Kringle? Do you remember right at the end? And they all had those badges that said, like, I believe. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah. And then, like, the two baddies had them and they, like, showed them to each other, like, yeah, we're goodies, really. I kind of thought, because I remember being on a set for the first time when I was a little intern and I didn't know anybody and everyone was really cool and really scary. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice if you spot someone who had, like, an art department hun sticker or an art department hun bag and you can just go up to them and be like, oh, I follow that Insta page and that's how you start chatting to people. Yes. Because, like an icebreaker. Yeah, it's like an icebreaker. But if there can be like this little nice community where we're all decent to each other, then you know, why not? Exactly. It's a good it's a good conversation starter, like you say. Yeah. And that it'll be it'll be interesting to see when you do sort of when we all sort of go back. I mean, things are starting up, but when in the industry sort of back again as it was prior to Corona, it'll yeah. be interesting to spot, at least for me, to spot where the art department hun, if I see the bags or the stickers or the, or the jumpers. Yes. Well, I'm if gonna... you see someone ducking behind a bush as well, that's prob- you? probably me. <laughs> <Found you out>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And you've also got a um, podcast coming out soon as well. I do. Tell us um, yeah. the premise behind it. So, again, this was kind of born out of lovely people kind of messaging us and going, would you ever consider doing a podcast, blah, 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 sending us stories and and things that they've gone through and me then kind of discussing with my friends things that have happened and them saying, oh, this happened to me, can you make a meme about it on on the, the page? And I kind of thought, as I was saying to you before we started recording, I'm a bit of a podcast junkie anyway. I just constantly, constantly listen to podcasts when I'm working, when I'm doing whatever I constantly listen to podcasts and I thought do you know what like why not so yeah I kind of sketched out a few people that I would really really actually love to chat to and discuss about things in our industry that I'm actually interested in because I know that sounds a bit selfish but there's well as as you'll know when you first started researching your podcast there's loads of film and tv podcasts and I kind of thought, well, I've tried a few of them. Why haven't I stuck with any of them? And I'm like, because, again, there's that kind of thread of it's taking itself very seriously. I'm not connecting with it. So I thought, let's maybe try and chat to people about stuff that I actually really, really care about. Because if I really care about it and I want to stick with it, then surely someone else must be able to as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of put some feelers out a while ago. And the first episode I'm speaking to... Fran, who runs Cinegal magazine, which is just this kind of untapped treasure trove of information and beautifully put together content, like stuff that I would never be able to do. Incredible. All for women in film and TV. And she employs so many people from different departments to write features and content. And she's just an incredible woman. So that was so interesting to chat to her. And then the second one, I am reading out some horror stories <laughs> that have been um, <laughs> sent into me from various kind of huns around the world, which was um, really interesting. Some of them were a bit kind of like, oh, gosh, that's happened to me before. And then some of them I was just wetting myself laughing. They're so funny, like so awful, but so funny. And yeah, there's, there's a load of people that I want to talk to. I'd really, really like to try and speak to. I've got somebody from BAFTA who is the head of sustainability. and is that the Albert arm? Yes, it's Albert Arm, yeah, and I've kind of been chatting to him and I've, I've said I'd really, really like to speak to him and he's like, yeah, of course, because 
that is a massive, massive problem in art department and I suppose in costume as well, yeah. the amount of clothes that you have to buy in return. And yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I found out what happens to online clothes returns the other they day that they just dumped. get chucked to landfill. Like horrendous. I, I didn't even have a clue that that happened. So I'd really, really like to be able to chat to somebody about department specific environmental impacts and things like that which again sounds quite dry and quite serious but I think done under the lens of art department hun people can be a bit freer and a bit looser with their answers yeah um, so, so just when you said that there's a you might have already seen but there's a team called cut it and they're yes. oh you've okay you've heard of them yeah yeah they um it, do you know what it was it was the guy from Albert who actually said do you know what look at look at this company yeah. and they're all I've never heard of them across the world yeah and I was like this is this is crazy how come I haven't heard of them like you know and then I asked my friends and my friends were like yep I've never heard of them either and it's I just want to kind of bring a little bit more awareness as I'm sure you do as well kind of just awareness to things that people like we say we're so busy we might just not have time to stick our heads up and actually look around and see what is available for us so yeah um, and also the nature of filming is such a quick turnaround that often yeah. sort of considering the sustainability aspect of it or you know any kind of like those aspects is not a something we consider because mm. we just want things done quickly or we need to get things done quickly and also we want to but it, there's just obviously time restraints come from the top and yeah so I think that's there's a bit of a sea change in that as well like talking no about definitely I, I definitely think post-corona as well it's uh, that things have to take a lot longer especially in our department you know we, we have to buy props and just kind of leave them for a certain amount of time before other people can touch them and I, I do think there will be a, a hopefully this kind of slower vein of doing things being brought into how we we work because we can't no one can live at this speed like no one no one can can keep up so hopefully yeah I think things will change yeah so the, basically the podcast is just going to be speaking to a lot of people about stuff that it's quite selfish but that I really care about <laughs> okay, um, that's great <laughs> but um, but yeah and then obviously like chatting to, to other people in the department as well I'm not necessarily bothered about speaking to big wigs or Oscar winners or BAFTA winners but I'd, I'd just I'd like to speak to a big variety of people do you know what I mean so yeah, um, so yeah that that's that's the goal anyway eventually I think it's great I guess we're both sort of trying to do something relative kind of we have a degree of a crossover in what we're doing I think it's nice to sort of let people within our industry as well sort of expose people to the different aspects of the industry yeah, for sure. and all the different things that happen and the different roles that are involved and well that's why I like your podcast because it's oh. it's it's more of a conversation it's not just let's get some you know multi-award winning billionaire director on so you can just <laughs> pontificate about how wonderful his films are for the next hour like you're genuinely having conversations with people which is like I say why I think a lot of other film and tv podcasts that I've tried to listen to before and that in the past I just haven't stuck with them because I don't feel that sincerity from them so so yeah hopefully both of ours will do pretty well hopefully (laughs) that's very kind of saying likewise I wish the same for you as well (laughs) So that brings me nicely onto my final question. What are your art department hand three favourite two watch recommendations? Oh gosh. Well, if I was answering as art department hun, it would be just any series of the Real Housewives. Any series, pick one, do what you want. <laughs> I, I, my personal favourite is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 
because they're just so glamorous and just so unbelievable. But if I'm answering as myself, and these are the three that I've kind of picked out, it's basically stuff that I've been watching recently. So I watched Peanut Butter Falcon the Is other this week. A cartoon on Netflix? No, it's um, it's a film. I think I watched it on Prime. I think it was in cinemas last year, oh, and it pops onto Prime now. It's got Shia LaBeouf in, who I just oh my god, I've just got such a crush on from like being a teenager even I, don't think, I don't think it literally i fancied him from even stevens how lame am i i just haven't <laughs> no, grown no, out of no, this no. crush yeah, um, it's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's in it and to be fair like i know he's a little bit uh odd around the edges nowadays but i do think he's a brilliant actor and he's in it dakota what is it dakota johnson and it's just so do you know what it's first of all it's beautiful it's set in like rural america and it's a happy ending and I know that sounds like really basic and boring and like oh god but I love a happy ending and that that sounded a bit rude I didn't mean it like that um I like (laughs) films and happy endings but I think especially now like we've lived through the worst year that nearly any of us in living memory have lived through and I just want to watch stuff that makes me feel nice do you know what yeah. i mean and it's wonderful it's so feel good it's just it's it's lovely it's wonderful second one i've just started watching the umbrella academy oh, on good, isn't it? netflix oh my god so i i just love it i was like a bit of a secret emo back in the day in high school so the fact that gerard way from my chemical romance wrote it yeah. i'm just i just think that's incredible and i love things to do with like time travel and like things like that and it's it's just it's brilliant the set design is stunning yeah I, I just absolutely love it and Mary J Blige is in it like what more do you need she's great she's just uh, so good yeah um, the, just gonna say that um, I mean I don't know if you've got to the second season yet no I have I'm literally like, I think four episodes into the first one ah uh, okay. okay I won't say anything sorry go <laughs> oh. <laughs> spoilers yeah so I love that I, I really do. I love Robert Sheehan the god I can't remember his name the guy who plays Luther the big lad he was in um, Black Sails as well, and I loved him in Black Sails. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, I love it. I think it's great. And my third, this is this is a bit of a weird one, and I don't know, I don't know what you're going to think of me Weirder for Weirder the better. <laughs> <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I think it was, Netflix put out a new version of Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know if you saw it. Ah, uh, yeah. I have it, seen, I think I might have seen some old, do they have like an old season on before, a couple of years ago? do they do they yes they do and that's what i'd like to recommend it is amazing i've i just i love having the telly on when i'm working i can't i can't have like silence i need to have something on either a podcast or tv and i'm like um i don't know if you listen to the podcast my favorite murder i absolutely love it i'm like a true crime junkie and they always talk about it and i'm like i like unsolved mysteries what is this what i've never because they didn't really have it on uk tv i don't think um and i started watching it and the original series is from 1989 right and there's about god 30 episodes each season oh wow and it's like a 30 minute program and it'll cover like a murder a bigfoot sighting um, (laughs) hidden treasure and then a ufo in half an hour and it's just (laughs) wonderful like i absolutely love it and the um the set, like from an art department point of view, is so nostalgically like naive. It's so wonderful. It's it's this guy, Dennis Farina. I implore you to Google it afterwards. It's it's fascinating. I will. He's walking around like this very darkly lit like command center and there's lots of screens and maps and like buttons and people at desks doing things. And genuinely I would have watched that as a little girl thinking 
oh my god all those people are like solving the crimes all those people in the background <laughs> are actually you know solving all these unsolved mysteries no <laughs> it's just a crap <laughs> set made out of mdf and a few like blinking lights do you know what i mean but it's so naive and like wonderful and i was saying to my partner i was like we would never have a set like that nowadays like i remember even like on children in need they they used to have like these big sets of people on millions of phones and then it came out that they actually weren't on the phones they were actually <laughs> they'd employed and it was this big big deal we would never be able to have a set like that now because it's not realistic but it's it's so wonderful i sound like i'm going off on this crazy tangent oh. but it, it's really comforting to watch this just old man with like a mustache and a big suit going well it's an unsolved mystery we'll never know and i'm like oh okay <laughs> it's, it's just great i just love it it's so nice to have on in the background um yeah un- unsolved mysteries on that's that's one of my go-tos at the moment <laughs> i shall check that out too <laughs> Thank you, Art Department Han, for your recommendations. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been really fun. No worries. It was absolutely lovely to chat to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the Art Department Han. Do check out her Instagram and her podcast, which is available on Spotify as well, if you haven't already. And if you get a moment, could you please like, follow or subscribe on your podcast platform and follow the Crew Chats podcast on Instagram. Thank you.